Good day, everyone. Welcome to the CSU Relentless Gardener podcast. I am Colorado State University Horticultural Specialist, Linda Langelo, and joining me today is Yvette Henson, CSU Extension San Miguel Basin. She is a county director, an educator, and with responsibilities in horticulture, natural resources, agriculture, and family and consumer sciences. Now let us get to the heart of it where we explore the topic of popular horticulture client questions. Hey, Linda. Hello, how are you? <laughs> I'm really excited to interview you today. So we have a special treat, I think, for your podcast listeners. I'm excited for them to have the opportunity to learn a little more about you because you're the host of the Relentless Gardener podcast and you interview everyone else, but I would like people to get to know you. Um, so I like to listen to podcasts myself. And one of my favorite questions that podcast hosts ask people is something like this. So what is it that made you into the person, the horticulturist and the extension professional that you are today? Wow, do we have time for this? <laughs> yeah. yeah. At at a very young age, I had a grandmother and she just loved gardening. And uh, she actually, my grandfather, who I never knew, and I must take have, you know, it, it's it's in my genes, it's in my blood. He had uh four different rock gardens wow he took care of them all and cool. she had houseplants everywhere and she had a huge <laughs> african violet collection but then of what course but what grandmother <laughs> did i mean that's right a popular flower in that day uh anyway but uh she would take me outside we had a, a garden outside the kitchen and there were roses there and she would show me how to prune them and she would show me how to you know mix the coffee grounds in and and she had Whoa. calla lilies calla lilies mind you in oh wow in, in where in pennsylvania wow yeah <laughs> right out right outside of uh, philadelphia and cool. uh, they they overwintered and they that's were amazing it is, and, and they're, <laughs> they're up against a, a brick patio, and um, so up against that wall, they had enough sun, and they would come up without us, you know, digging them up, taking them inside. They just, every year, and they were white, and uh, I thought that was amazing. I learned later that, you know, more about their culture and everything, but initially, when you're very young, it's like, okay. You know, yeah, it's, it's the it everything seems, grows. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it seems like the norm. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, my father uh, was from a farming background from Rhode Island, and they, you know, they had uh, fruit trees. So we had fruit trees in our yard, and we had a garden in the back. We had almost almost an acre, and so uh, that's my my background and. You know, I, I thought I wanted to to go into pre-med and I started off in pre-med 
<laughs> and I was a Chi Beta Honor Society student. And then of I, course, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> it's it always surprises me. Anyway, uh, I went on to a Bachelor of Arts because I I decided mm, that really wasn't you know after anatomy and physiology you go I I'm not so sure about this. <laughs> and so I I did Bachelor of Arts and and I went into communications and literature, which I really love. And so And you've brought that to your work with your prolific writing and a podcast. Yeah, it's it's yeah. Um, it's a labor of love. Uh it's hard work, yeah. but I I I enjoy it. Uh and you know, um after I did college, well, actually, let's back up a minute. When I was at college, we had a professor, a biology professor, and he took us to Longwood Gardens. Oh, he man. Took, he took the class, and, and I remember standing outside the East Conservatory looking over the Fountain Garden and saying to myself, if there was ever an opportunity to go to Longwood as a student, then I, I would do it. And yeah. a couple of years later, friends of mine, uh, their parents had found an ad in the paper and it, it was asking for uh, applicants for the professional gardener program. And so they told me I should apply. <laughs> so, <laughs> You know, this is this is amongst hundreds of applicants who apply. Right. And I got in as awesome. One, I know as one of <laughs> uh, fourteen students for a two-year program. And let me tell you, you got the experience of a lifetime because you were able to work next to the growers. And in the last six months of those two years, you were able to specialize in an area like the conservatory or the greenhouse or uh, the outside grounds in some area. And so, um, you know, it's just, you, you learn things hands-on and then you had classes and different professors from different universities would come during the educational part where we had different professors from different universities, we had to grow a crop from seed and I chose geraniums and they allowed us to use you know, the spaces in various greenhouses. And I will tell you, that that was one of the you know when you're first starting out and new in the business you I was just babying all this house <laughs> of and wow. you know uh, I had to spray fungicide so you know take care of the the root issues that come up and and the the crop turned out really well I don't know you did it from it. seed yeah oh yeah interesting. I, I don't, I don't yeah. know what I was worried about, but it turned out, it just, it turned out fine. Yeah. And, you know, we were exposed to a lot of uh, authors like Dr. Shigo, and he came and did 
<clears throat> a full day workshop where we actually got to see all of his uh, work that was, he had samples of, <clears throat> excuse me, of um, trunks that from trees that were cut down that he had done, you know, uh, investigation and research on. And he was really the leader in, you know, how trees behave. And his son, wow. his, his son is now taken over that business and that research, which is wonderful because Dr. Shago is, is crossed over. And we got to meet people like, uh, well, I got to meet people like Alan Armitage. How uh, fun. Longwood had uh, special uh, authors that would come and do lectures in the evening. And they had people greet the author and have dinner with them. And there was an absence of one person. And so I don't know, I don't remember how I got offered to come to dinner, but I sat at dinner with Alan Armitage. And <laughs> I, I've since taken classes with him, but you know. Yeah. Anyway. Cool. Yep. But, I have his books. Probably yeah. a lot of our listeners do as well. I'm yeah. sure. It's yeah. Great, it's a great resource. I mean. Yeah. 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 So we, we're thankful for, for all those people that have done that work for us. Right. You know? And the, what I've done anyway, um, I appreciate how much work it's taken them, you know, but it's also, you know, a labor of love to them. Okay? Right. Right. There are other people like Harrison Flint and Michael Durr, you know, that I've also met and, you know, where would we be without their research and their breeding? Right. Which well, is, that's amazing. Yeah. So, so Longwood gave me a lot of opportunities and, and then I went on to estate work and, you know, you go on and on from there. I went back to Longwood. There was an opportunity to go back and work full time. And I did. And then I, I moved, uh, you know, to other places and, I ended up at Colorado State University. Yeah. What drew you to extension? Like, why did you even want to apply? And weren't you somewhere else with extension before here? No, no. Oh, okay. No, I I was at uh, Turning Stone Casino and Resort. And I was uh, head of grounds and worked um, to make sure that the landscaping on the three golf courses, Shenandoah wow. being one of their, <laughs> oh yeah, most professional courses at the time, um, you know, everything had to be perfect or right. perfect. And, and so we, uh, my crew of seven and myself, uh, I was a working supervisor. We made sure that there was bulbs at the appropriate time of the year flowers we ordered them in the hundreds and i mean a hundred thousand bulbs uh you know fifty thousand perennials you know so forth wow yes wow <laughs> <laughs> and uh we had lots of uh, student help and uh you know, we did snow removal, we did trash collection, we did a lot of things. And yeah, that happens was, with those jobs a lot. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You do everything. 
you yeah. have to do something in the winter, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Well, we did a lot. <laughs> uh, you know, it snowed a lot there. You know, it's uh, lake effect snow. So right. it can snow every day. <laughs> That's cool. I had a professor who really believed that students should get a well-rounded degree, you know, like not get all of your degrees and all of your experience in one location. So it sounds like you did really good because you you did different things. And now how do you end up in Colorado? Always wanted to come west. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I have an East Coast, West experience, you know. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I was in New Mexico for a while. Nice. Uh, and uh in La Cienega, and it was a resort, Sunrise Springs, and uh, you know, I I was able to uh, do uh, meditation garden, you know, lots of other experiences on on top of all of that. Cool. Um, so yeah, it's it's a wide breadth of experience, I think. Yeah. So how long have you been with CSU Extension? Seventeen years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I knew it was, I knew it was up there. So yeah. um, what's your favorite things about extension? And then we'll move on to our questions about questions. <laughs> well, it's, it's like helping people, you know, Yeah, you have a passion and they don't have the knowledge that, that you might have or the resources that you might have available to you to help them right with their sick tree or dying plant or whatever it might be and it's a good feeling because you know if you care about people and plants you're kind of getting to work with both yes exactly and you know at when when you're at a public garden like longwood people come up to you and they ask you questions Right. And so that was fun <laughs> and, you know, cool. to see their reactions and, uh, you know, to hear what they were asking, you know. Yeah. So speaking of questions, um, so Linda has already established. So she's in the far northeast corner of Colorado and I'm in the far southwest corner of Colorado. She's strictly horticulture and I, because I'm in such a small county, I'm multiple things. So we were chatting on the phone one day about, you know, we may answer totally different kinds of questions in our offices. So I'm just going to talk to Linda about the kinds of questions she gets, because one of our roles as extension is the public can call their local extension office and ask questions. What's wrong with my plant? What is this insect? Um, so, Linda, um, what are some of the most popular questions that you get on the eastern plains of Colorado? Well, I'd have to say that trees are at the top of the list. I mean, people out here look for shade, fast growing, even though you try to educate and say, right, they have the option, you know, uh, that <gasps> fast growing trees are weak wooded and right. And they love their windbreaks and 
they they also do if they have a farm or a ranch they have a lot of fruit trees from time to time different people yeah and, uh, they you know they they really want uh, desperately to save their trees so what types of tree questions are, do you think are your most common depends on the season you know oh. <laughs> if, <laughs> of course um, if, if it's drought then it's all related to water and right uh and other times it's related to iron deficiency and uh, my tree is yellowing why is it yellowing you know well it could be because the, the roots don't get enough oxygen and and they don't have that proper balance between oxygen and water and you know it runs the gamut it really runs the gamut in in wet years it can be it's not just about diseases or insects it's it's across the board and dry years it's I think you repeat yourself a lot more because of yeah drought and people yeah. people don't you know what not having water is a scary is a scary issue right right so let me think what have you ever had this happen before this is kind of ironic question what happens when you have a client that does not understand your answers to a question i try to pick it apart and put it on their level i i have an example of this and cool. I guess this shoot one- <laughs> well, this one really surprised me. You know, I had a first grade teacher and uh, her tree was yellowing and it was iron deficiency. And she, when I said your tree is not feeding itself, it's it's not completing the photosynthetic cycle. And she looked at me and said, what is that? And I, I said, wow. So I took a leaf. I didn't pull it off the tree. I said, this thin leaf. Yeah. In this leaf are cells. And I said, iron is a missing element to the level it needs to be for the chlorophyll to synthesize and the chloroplast to have, you know, what they, what is needed to keep cool. this. The leaves green and it's yeah. venal chlorosis which is yellowing and you know iron will help that process complete and and the tree can feed itself so it basically your tree is starving and i think she got that cool 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 so you didn't just get to answer oh it's iron chlorosis you got to explain why and how that works, which I think is much more helpful in the long run, right? Because if we can understand what our plants need and why they need those certain certain nutrients and things, then we can better help them when they're sick. And I think if people put it also on a human level, you know, what happens to you when you're hydrated right dehydrated what's the, what's the difference you know and uh water is is a key 
ingredient that transports, you know, the nutrients, the sugars, you know, to where they need to be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, water is amazing stuff. That's what I always say. Cause some of, um, I live a little bit in the mountains, so it's not as dry, but I live really close to high desert. And so in towns like Montrose, Delta, Grand Junction, if it weren't for water, oh, wow. I just can't imagine what that landscape would look like. So water, I always say that water is amazing stuff. So do you ever get the same questions from the same client? And how do you handle that? <laughs> it's very rare, but if somebody needs something repeated, it's okay. Yeah. You know, I mean, there are things I don't get on the first round. So, you know, everybody's at a different level and you kind of have to, if you want to be efficient, you have to figure that out and, and, and work with it. Right. You know? And then also like when we help people, they're happy and they often come back. So it's not uncommon to get repeat questions from um, returning customers, which is a good thing. Yeah. And we do. We do. Yeah. 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 Is there anything else you want to say, Linda? Tell us about yourself or your job or. I love my job. <laughs> yeah. It's a fun job for sure. It's I agree. You, yeah. you come in and uh, you never know <laughs> what is going to tra transpire over the day. You, right. I <laughs> think you can have your day planned out and, you know, aside from meetings that you know that you are going to happen at a certain time, you know, people call, uh, clients walk in, uh, or somebody needed something different from you, you know, uh, and, you know, those, those repeat clients that we talk about, they have me on speed dial. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this is a boundary that shouldn't be broken, but I have a couple on text. <laughs> Oh no, I have, I have uh text too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's kind of convenient for sure. I had to take, I had to take my, my work phone to Viero for an issue. And uh, she looked at me and said, you realize you have 350 contacts in here? <laughs> I said, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness so linda thank you so much for giving me the privilege to interview you today yeah i'm oh, so glad that your podcast listeners know a little bit about, more about you their host thanks for doing it. it's fun it was fun yeah. yeah so we should do something similar next time about you <laughs> ah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd like to thank the listening audience today and tune in next time when we get to the heart of the matter on another horticultural topic. <laughs>